You are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday, hosted by yours truly, Matis Weingast, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Today is Sunday, November 2nd, 2013, the 30th day in the month of Cheshvan, 5774. Today is Rosh Chodesh Kislev, today and tomorrow. In the Shkalim, Daf Yomi, Daf 16, and uh, the uh, Mesechta finishes this coming Shabbos. It's a short Mesechta, and then we start Yuma. On uh, on Sunday, the times changed in the USA overnight, so Israel is now once again seven hours ahead of us. We'll be joining our news from Israel at eight o'clock our time, as always, and uh, it'll be three in the afternoon Israel time. Before that, morning chizuk are coming up at seven thirty, and uh, we have two guests on this morning in the second hour. The first one will be Rabbi Yaakov Glasser, Rabbi of the Young Israel of Passaic Clifton. Today is the groundbreaking for the new shul over there on Brook Avenue in Passaic at 1.30, so we'll be discussing that. And then at about 8.40, we'll be talking to Elliot Weiselberg. He is uh, debuting a new show here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It begins today, later on in the day, and it's a sports show, giving a wrap-up of the uh, sports around the area and around the country, and maybe even around the world. We'll find out when we discuss the uh, new show with Elliot Weiselberg at around 8.40. And it just burst a lot of music. It's Rosh Chodesh morning. We're going to play as much as we can for you. So here right now is Pesachia with Yalaviyavo here on JM Sunday.
Hanani
Hi, this is Chaim Hagler, and you're listening to JM Sunday, hosted by Matas Weingast. Don't forget to tune in to my new show called Listen Up. It's on every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much, Rabbi Hagler, for that uh, little plug. And we do look forward to hearing him on Wednesday mornings on the stream, Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. How's everybody doing today on this uh, nice Sunday morning? For those who are running in the marathon, uh, unlike... Uh, I, I am not uh, running in the marathon, only because I'm here at JM Sunday. Otherwise, <laughs> of course, I'd be running in the marathon. Uh, so those who are running are, are going to have a good day. It seems it's about 48 degrees, just going up a few degrees, a bit cloudy. Where else, by the way, but on JM Sunday, can you hear discussion about uh, the eclipse that took place this morning? A uh, 60% solar eclipse in our area, but of course, it was too dark to see it. It was too, excuse me, too overcast to see it. So 
that's not going to happen in this area for another, uh, what is it, 160 something years. So 159 years, I think. So in 2172, I think we'll be able to catch it again. We heard uh, this morning from uh, Modani, of course, by Regesh. Following that, Pesachia with Yalav Yavo here on this Rosh Chodesh morning. Min Hametzar from the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Pituli from the Diaspora Yeshiva Band, the classic. The Shira Chadasha Boys Choir, and again the Yeshiva Boys Choir, provided us with some Hanukkah music. After all, Rosh Chodesh Kislev heralds in the holiday of Hanukkah happening in uh, just a few weeks. So we figured we'd throw that in today. Here on a Sunday morning, the second day in the month of November 2013, 30th day in the month of Cheshvan uh, 5774. We turned our clocks back last night. I hope you all did that. And uh, Israel is now again seven hours ahead of us. We'll be catching up with the news from Israel at 8 o'clock. And during the 8 o'clock hour, I'll have two guests on. First, Rabbi Yaakov Glasser, Rabbi of the Young Israel of Passaic Clifton. Today is the groundbreaking for the new shul. We'll discuss that with him for a little bit, and then we'll be joined by Elliot Weiselberg. We'll be talking about his new sports show debuting tonight on the Nachum Siegel Network. You know me, I know so much about sports, so I'm sure the conversation will be uh, very one-sided. <laughs> but we want to hear from Elliot and talk about the new show and encourage everybody to listen, and also uh, so everyone can find out how to get in touch with him when they want to get scores reported or whatever it is he's going to be doing. So that's going to be on the stream. Uh, his show is going to be on the stream later today, and uh, we'll be discussing that with him in the 8 o'clock hour. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Go to the Facebook page, JM Sunday. Like us on Facebook. Keep those numbers rolling. If you want to get in touch with me, matis at nachamsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachamsegel.com. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'zecha Nishmas, Harav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Medrash tells us that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemaim, he saw great treasure houses there. The Malochim explained that these were part of the treasury of Matnas Chinom, free gifts, and it was being dispensed by Hashem. When a person doesn't have his own masim toivim, his own good deeds, at that point, Hashem has to bequeath him with gifts from these storehouses. But how much greater is the person that has his own merits and his own good deeds? We learn in Mishle, one who hates gifts will live. This is homiletically interpreted to mean, one who despises the free gifts from heaven will live. It's worthwhile that he should live so that he can merit these gifts. However, the person who only wants the free gifts has no need for life. He's got no aspirations to actually earn the gifts. There are special times during the year, times of kapara, forgiveness. Erev Rosh Chodesh, Erev Yom Kippur, and the last day that a person is on this earth. On these occasions, a person should try and introspect to collect many masim toivim. It is for that reason that Erev Rosh Chodesh is also known as Yom Kippur Katan. As we say in the Musaf prayers of Rosh Chodesh, Zaman Kapar Lechol Toidosom. It is a time of atonement for all the generations. As we know, 
The good deeds that a person performs in this world merit him reward in the world to come. As we learn in Masech Tepeah, the person eats from its fruits in this world and the principle, the Karen, is reserved for the world to come. As a result, during a time period of the 30 days when each person has lived through a Rosh Chodesh, he has surely ascended to a higher spiritual level. He's gotten a lot of Masim Toivim. And therefore we ask Hashem, please endow us with all of these wonderful benefits because of the Shuyos, because of the merits that we amass each month. There is a very easy way for us to gain a huge merit every single day. When we hear the Kaddish being said, and we answer, Yehesh Shmei Rabbah, with all of our kavana, with deep feeling, we're able to amass great Tzuchuyos. Once during a shir, I was discussing this particular Chazal about saying Yehesh Me Rabbah with all of our kavana. I mentioned that it has the potential to change one's life. There was a person in the shir whose son had gone far away from Judaism. Although this man did not go to Minyan daily, he decided to take it upon himself to pray with the Minyan just to be able to say the Yeheshme Rabbah. After doing it for one year, the man received his reward. His son came back to Judaism and is now the pride and joy of his family. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a good chodesh. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. It would help, you know, if I actually announced the correct date. And today, in fact, is uh, Sunday, November 3rd, not November 2nd. Thanks for everybody who uh, wanted to make sure that I didn't change a day back instead of just an hour. So, yeah, it is uh, the uh, third day in the month of November. <laughs> it is the 30th day in the month of Cheshvan. Don't forget that uh, JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama. It's the place to go. If you're going to be going to the parade today and you want to take a bunch of pictures or videos, if you can get close enough with all the additional security this year, but whatever you want to do, go to Adorama and get all your electronic needs, including cameras, audio, visual equipment, the electronics, the portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, and much more that you desire. 1-800-223-2500. It's an easy number to remember. 800-223-2500. Adorama is located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. And uh, it is uh, the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. Adorama Imaging and Beyond since 1975, official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. Don't forget that on uh, Monday mornings, following JM and the AM with Nachum Siegel at 9 AM, the Israel Show, hosted by Mayor Weingarten, is on the stream. Great mix of nostalgic and new Israeli music, and the ever-popular Mayor Milim segment. That's at 9 o'clock, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsegel.com. When you're on Facebook, don't forget to like Mayor's Israel Show, and also at the same time, like the JM, and the AM, like the JM Sunday page. So uh, we get to increase our numbers, which is important, because then we get to let you know what's going on out there in the JM Sunday world. Back to music now. Here's Mayor Sherman with Yehi HaChodesh, appropriate for today being Rosh Chodesh.
chance to tell you the truth, to tell you the truth. For me and for you, it's still Yom Kippur. It's still Yom Kippur. Till there be peace in the world. Till there be peace in the world. Peace in Yerushalayim. It's still Yom Kippur. Yisrael, betach b'ashem. Yisrael, betach b'ashem. You know, friends, sometimes it makes me sad, but sometimes it makes me happy. Israel has no friends in the world. The Holy Land, the only people of Israel are all alone. But you know what we have, Israel. We have one friend in heaven.
Uh, music from the uh, Rabbi Sun's greatest hits, Vavienu. Before that, we had a number of selections by Rosh Chodesh from Kesher, Shlomo Kabach, and Mayor Sherman. We opened up with Yehiyah Chodesh by Mayor Sherman, followed by Hallelujah from Kesher, Yisrael Batach and Mashi from Shlomo Kabach, and Piskuli from Kesher. Rounded out that uh, song segment here on JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you as we come upon 8 o'clock, wrapping up our first hour here on uh, on JM Sunday on November 3rd, 30th day in the month of Cheshvan. Rosh Chodesh Kislev is today and tomorrow, which means that the holiday of Hanukkah is coming up pretty quickly, just a few weeks away. JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City, 1-800-223-2500 is the number, 1-800-223-2500. Adorama is much more than a camera store. It's the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network for all your electronics needs, including cameras, audio-visual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, and much more. Did I say that too fast? Adorama, imaging and beyond since 1975. Official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. One thing I won't say fast is the number 1-800-223-2500. Again, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. If you're in the city for the marathon today, and you'll be running in it, kudos to you. That's great. And uh, if you're in the city to observe or just to walk around, go to Anorama. Get your uh, cameras. Stock up on what you need so you'll be able to take nice pictures, even on a little bit of a cloudy day today, an overcast day. 
Well, at about this time, each and every Sunday morning, we uh, join with our with our newscaster with live music direct from Israel. <laughs> live music, <laughs> live news directly from Israel. And we welcome Hannah Levy Julian, a senior Israeli news correspondent and a contributing radio news broadcaster at Arut Sheva in Israel. Good afternoon, Hannah Levy Julian. And good morning to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's good morning. I don't know what we're doing here, but one hour time change. <laughs> one hour time change and that, that's it. The clock's change and everything changes. So what's new in the state of Israel this week for us? Uh, well, for a start, this past weekend marked the 96th anniversary of the Balfour Declaration, which recognized the right of the Jewish people to a homeland of its own in the land of Israel. Really, I thought uh, I thought that yeah. um, I thought that was uh, I thought that was earmarked about uh, what three thousand years ago uh, or so, more than three thousand yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, and something called the Torah, right? <laughs> a few thousand years here or there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that the international recognition of the Jewish people's right to a state of its own, as opposed to simply God's uh, recognition uh, of the historic homeland, is important. But more important, the refusal to recognize Israel is, uh, frankly, is at what is at the root of the current conflict with the Palestinian Authority. He said, quote, this is at the beginning of the cabinet meeting this morning with the government. This means that in a permanent agreement, they will drop their national demands, including the right of return and any other national demand on the state of Israel. These are the demands coming from Israel to the PA in any peace agreement. Mr. Netanyahu also said that Israel will insist on security arrangements that can defend the peace and that will defend the Jewish state in case the peace fails including a security border to remain along the Jordan River. Hmm. The Prime Minister has ordered the construction of a security fence in the Jordan Valley. That's according to a report in this morning's Hebrew language, Myriv Daily Newspaper. The order came in response to the current impasse and peace talks with the PA over military control of the area. The Prime Minister also has ordered that security personnel reinforce the security fence along the border with Syria in the Golan Heights. That's hopefully to prevent further spillover from the civil war raging on the other side of the border. U.S. Security of, uh, sorry, U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry is due to arrive this week. Uh, he's going to be continuing his efforts to advance the talks between Israel and the PA. He'll meet separately with Israeli and PA officials in his continuing shuttle diplomacy move. Also, in other news, Netanyahu spoke with uh, spoke about Israel's enemies around the world, who he said openly and directly are calling for our destruction. He said the leading element of those, of course, is Iran. Iran is continuing to try and arm itself with nuclear weapons. He said it's not changed its goal, uh, the method maybe, but not the goal, and it has also not changed its ideology. He said, quote, I call your attention to the fact that tomorrow the regime will mark the 34th anniversary since the seizure of the U.S. Embassy in Tehran. They call this Death to America Day. This makes it clear that pressure on the Iranian regime must be continued. Can you imagine? It's not a holiday. They call it Death to America Day. Could you imagine this? Some kind of a holiday. The Prime Minister continues to maintain... It's this pressure 
that is brought Iran to the negotiating table and said that if the pressure is maintained and not relaxed, Iran will, will dismantle its military nuclear capabilities. Likewise, he said that if the pressure is relaxed, however, Iran will advance toward the goal of completing the assembly of an atomic weapon. Israel, he said, is absolutely committed to ensuring that Iran does not reach that goal. Iran's supreme leader, the Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, meanwhile, warned today in a statement on his official website that no one should see Iran's negotiating team as compromisers. It's the supreme leader who ultimately determines foreign policy and nuclear policy in Iran. Khamenei said in his statement that he's not optimistic about nuclear negotiations that are going to be held this week in Geneva between world powers and Iran. He said he does not expect Iran will suffer any losses, but said about the United States that his country should not trust a smiling enemy. That last was a reference to American diplomats who he said smile and express the desire for negotiations while also saying that all options are on the table. Hmm. I... So, you know, yeah, you should know. There were there were reports about the uh, death to America day, and I, I heard it on the news the other the other day. You know, no, there, there's very important things. First of all, did you know that the death to America chant is no longer part of the official media? Uh, output from uh, the country of Iran. It's not they. They took it away. It may still be used in the street protest, but they officially took it away. Can you imagine they're sitting there and saying, "Okay, let's see what we're going to be doing on the protest today." Um, no, take out, uh, take out. No internet. No, you can't have the no. No death to America. No, we'll put. We'll, we're going to put that in. Right. And and. Two new Death to America songs were revealed in Iran ahead of uh, today. They're not going to make our playlist. <laughs> they will definitely not make our playlist. But I, mean, in, in some way, I hate to say it, the way it's, it's, it's set up, it's almost comical. It's obviously not because the people in charge are very serious about this. I don't know if the people in the street even know what you know goes on. They're told what to do many times, and they're under force. But um, they, they very much know what, what goes on there. They watch every single move. Um, they have it all under a microscope. The, they take their cues. It's a very deadly game, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, the absolutely. Truth. They watch every single move. They scrutinize every single move because every single move has a, a lot of implications for what goes on beneath, you know, beneath the surface for them as well, especially the Jews in Iran, you know. It's, it's right. a real problem. But uh, because Death to America Day could very easily um, tomorrow be Death to the Jews Day for them, so they'll watch everything, right. uh, with you know, very very closely. But uh, you know, I'm just wondering, should we be starting a new holiday when they when they take off Death to America? I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Well, I understand that they also uh, re uh, reinstituted the Death to Russia slogan because of the. Um, uh, because of what uh, what goes on there, also. So who knows? It's it's just it's crazy, but it does have to be taken very very seriously uh, because we may think of it. Uh, you know, people well, not we, but people in general may look at it and say it's just they don't know what's going on. It's a joke. They don't know what they're doing, and of course that's not the case. So yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we'll have holidays celebrating greater and nicer things than, than this. We hope. Listen, we can we can uh, hope for better days. Uh, for the Iranians and uh, certainly for Iranian Jews, but uh, also for the Iranian people who are living under this insanity. They yeah, right. do not always uh, 
they were not always so subjugated, and their neighbors, uh, our people, were also uh, not always uh, enslaved in this way. Sure. Thank you so much. We'll hope for it and pray. Thank you so much for the news from Israel today, live. It is seven hours apart. You're at three o'clock right right now, about ten after three. So we are... um, we're set here, and uh, we'll see you next week. It's uh, Rosh Chodesh today, as you know, of course, and uh, means Hanukkah is coming up, so very exciting time in Israel. Getting my recipes put together. Have <laughs> a great week, everyone. Excellent. Take care. <laughs> Thank you so much, Hannah Levy Julian, our Israel correspondent with the news live from Israel, as always, here on JM Sunday at 8 o'clock. We thank her. If you want to sponsor the news, by the way, you're welcome to do that. Shoot me an email at matis at nachamsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachamsegel.com. Here's Shlomo Katz with uh, Minha Meitzar, live from Melbourne. Yep, we've got him live from Melbourne here on Jam Sunday.
give a warm welcome to Danny on the drums. Shlomo Katz, it is uh, 8.17 in the morning here on JM Sunday. It's the third day in the month of November 2013, the 30th day in the month of Cheshvan 57.74, which means it's Rosh Chodesh Kislev today and tomorrow. Hanukkah coming up in just a few weeks. We changed our clocks last night, so Israel is now seven hours ahead once again. If you uh, want to send me an email, please do so. Matis at NachumSiegel.com. M-A-T-T-E-S at NachumSiegel.com. My guest is Rabbi Yaakov Glasser, Rabbi of the Young Israel of Paseya Clifton here in New Jersey. Today is the uh, groundbreaking for the new Young Israel Shul in Passaic. Let's listen to what Rabbi Glasser said on the invitation video for today's event. 
It's with mixed emotions that so many of us have passed by 200 Brook Avenue over the past couple of weeks to witness the demolition of the young Israel of Passaic Clifton structure that had stood in that spot for over 40 years. A Beis HaKnesses whose walls held the memories of the Torah we studied, of the tefillah we emoted, of our sense of kihila and care and concern for each other for so many decades. The Torah tells us at the beginning of this week's parsha, the Eile told us Yitzchak ben Avraham, Avraham holy as Yitzchak. That these are the generations of Yitzchak ben Avraham. This is the personality and legacy of Yitzchak. That Avraham holy as Yitzchak. He is the product of a recognition of a generation of the past. That at the end of the day, our job, our ambition, is to give over a legacy for the future. Rabbi Glasser, welcome to JM Sunday. You are certainly no stranger to the JM Airwaves. As the New Jersey Director of NCSY, you've been on the air with Nachum many times over the years to discuss various uh, NCSY events, including, of course, the annual Great Adventure programs. Today, however, you're here in your capacity as Rabbi of the Young Israel of Passaic Clifton. The clip that I just played is part of the video uh, invitation, which can be seen at the website of the Young Israel of Passaic Clifton, yipc.org. Today's program is the groundbreaking for the new Young Israel Shul. When is the program taking place, and what will be included in today's program? Sure, 100%. would love to speak about it with you, Matthias. I do want to say that it seems that I do have a pattern of every time I come on the Nachum Siegel Network, I do have to be concerned about weather for my event. <laughs> true. So that, that pattern will, uh, will hold true. Um, <clears throat> the event today is incredibly historic. It is the groundbreaking of our new shul, it will take place at 1.30 p.m. at 200 Brook Avenue. Uh, the street is being closed off, you know, pretty much as we speak, uh, already between Maine and, uh, and a few blocks up. And it'll take place right in front of the site of the now demolished uh, Young Israel of Passaic Clifton, which is at the moment a giant and very deep pit uh, into the ground, just awaiting uh, pouring that foundation. Uh, so that we could begin to build our new building. And that is very exciting. Now, over the last uh, week or so, two weeks, the building came down pretty quickly. It's kind of old, so it was really quick. But, uh, you know, to, to tear down a shul, uh, certainly is, uh, is a, is a tremendously emotional experience because, uh, you know that you're going to build something on there, build a new shul, of course, on there, but you're still seeing an edifice that has been a shul for f- over 40 years just coming down with all the memories of that, it must have been a very emotional experience to watch. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. You know, even my own family uh, have been here for over nine years, and we've had certainly many poignant moments in that shul, moments of celebration, moments of mourning, uh, moments of great challenge, and moments of great achievement. And even on a personal level, uh, the last Sunday before the demolition, I walked into the building one last time, and I just kind of looked around and, and really began to feel the atmosphere and the environment where I myself personally uh, developed so much in my formative experiences uh, in giving drushos, in giving shiurim, in leading a synagogue. Uh, and that's just for me personally. You know, that is multiplied exponentially by so many families who have been connected to the shul for really decades. Uh, we have people in the shul who've been here you know, almost from the beginning, and uh, it's really a shul that holds the memories of many people for a long time. 
Uh, it was definitely a difficult moment, the demolition of the shul. It's, it's like I expressed on the video, it really is mixed emotions, because everyone's been waiting for this to happen for a long time. Uh, the shul, as you alluded to, you know, was definitely uh, ready and crying out <laughs> to, uh, to be replaced. There's no question about that. <laughs> to uh, say the but, least. You know, as it got closer to the demolition, I think we all found ourselves, uh, you know, cutting back on the jokes and... Yeah. Uh, and recognizing that it was going to be an emotionally uh, challenging experience. And standing there and, and watching it happen was, was pretty remarkable. And, you know, you just sort of watched this destruction, understanding that it was part of the process of, uh, of rebuilding. Right, absolutely. Um, my, my family and I have been members of the Young Israel since uh, we got married in 1987. We're still members, even though we don't live there in town anymore. Uh, you know, certainly have heard throughout the years the wishes and the desires of, uh, of people to, to build. And, uh, you know, your predecessor, Rabbi Chaim Wasserman, uh, who was the rabbi of the shul for so many decades, certainly um, was looking forward to something like that. Uh, uh, I'll tell you, the, the day we took the shul down, that, that afternoon I called up Rabbi Wasserman in Eretz Yisrael, and I said to him, remember the first thing you told me when we first met when I was taking over the shul and we sat in the building together? What was that? What was that? He said to me, you have to take this building down. Yeah. And I called him up and I said, Rabbi, it's done. Wow. <laughs> Nine and a half years later. <laughs> Nine and a half years later. It's done. Uh, I, I, I know that Richie Staroshevsky and his family moved to Israel, made Aliyah. He was the cantor of the shul for many years. And I, I surmise that part of the reason he finally decided to move there... <laughs> Uh, is that uh, the walls couldn't take it anymore. They were going to fall down from the powerful voice that he has, and he finally decided he'd better get there first. Yeah, I will tell you that uh, definitely the richest memories that I have in that building uh, have to do with my personal and um, synagogue relationship with Richie in leading so many of those Yamim No Rayim and Birchat HaChodesh experiences together. Just this Shabbos, I led the shul in Birchat HaChodesh right. and used uh, all of Richie's tunes um, at least the faster ones uh, for Berchat HaChodesh itself and, you know, in terms of getting the Kihila inspired for the upcoming Hanukkah holiday. And uh, But even though Richie's not with us, he's in Eretz Yisrael, uh, he has a number of children and grandchildren that are davening in the shul, and that's, uh, that's an incredible, incredible opportunity for us in moving you forward. Uh, both Moshe and Eliza are members of the shul, and uh, the, them and their spouses frequent it often, and are definitely involved in uh, moving this dream forward, as is Richie, and and looking down uh, his parents as well. Absolutely, um, you know, without question. Absolutely. So, you know, the final uh, humorous uh, item was people were commenting on Facebook when the pictures were posted about the uh, about the building being knocked down. They were saying like, "Wow, it's looking better now than it's ever been." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all kidding aside, um, there is now a new chapter. We discussed what what has been in the past and the wishes of the past. A new chapter is opening up. Moving ahead, uh, this is an historical day, uh, and why would it be historical that a, a shul is being built up? It's an existing congregation. You're just replacing a building. What's historical about that? Look, I think one of the one of the historical dimensions here is the growth and the vitality of a shul like the Young Israel of Passaic Clifton within the broader Passaic community. Uh, the shul is, you know, really welcoming new members, new families every week, including this week. Uh, we are up to about 130 families, uh, which is astronomically higher than we were in the past. And that really is a credit to the warmth 
and the environment that we've been able to create that is one of inspiration, that is one of, of motivation, that is one of Torah substance and an emotional connectedness of tefillah. And it's really just, it's an incredible kahila. It's a, it's a growing and vibrant kahila. Uh, the programming that we have for kids not only services our own kids, but attracts children from all of the surrounding shuls as well. Uh, the programming on Simchus Torah, the programming on Shavuos. And the shul has really become not just a, you know, one of the individual shuls in the community, you know, where you could choose to attend, you know, especially if you wake up a little later, <laughs> um, but it's become really a force in terms of the choices that people have of where to connect their families to. And as people move into the community, uh, it's really one of the shuls that they will try out, and if it resonates with what they're looking for in terms of their own growth and their family's growth, uh, they'll connect and they'll join. Absolutely. And that's really, I think that's the most historic aspect of this is that this building is not being built because the old building was uh you know was falling apart uh you can't build a new building just based on frustration with an old building this building is being built because there's a new generation of yipc that is committed to progressing the vitality of this kihila Right, absolutely. And I was going to ask you about that because so many communities are moving more to the right, including, of course, the Passaic Clifton community. And you see the fit of young Israel into that community as the people that are attracted to a young Israel type davening, young Israel type programming, uh, and, uh, and, and the continued growth, as you mentioned, of the community. We accentuate the values that I think cross all of these right and left lines. Um, you know, and look, in terms of social circles and those kinds of things, I'm sure those demarcations are, uh, are still very real. Uh, but I'll tell you the truth, if you walk into the Young Israel on a Friday night, uh, you will not be able to distinguish it necessarily uh, from any of the other shuls in Passaic, other than it has probably a little bit more diversity, uh, but there are many people who, who daven in our shul, especially some of the younger families, um, who would align themselves ideologically a little bit more to uh, what you're describing as the right. And certainly many of our shiurim and drashos and programming and children's programming and events have attracted people from across the spectrum of the community. And that's, I think, because we're not defining ourselves ideologically in terms of right and left. I don't think you can easily pinpoint the shul on that spectrum, you know, and I don't think uh, you can easily pinpoint the leadership of the shul on that spectrum. We are defining the shul based on the universal values of Torah and Tefillah and Achdos and Chesed and Eretz Yisrael. And, you know, there are certainly ideological aspects of the shul that uh, make it unique. You know, a commitment to Medina Yisrael, which is very real um, and, and very true. But I'll tell you, it, it's done in a way that is not alienating to people who may not feel that same uh, ideological kinship, who still feel comfortable davening in the shul, and, uh, okay, they'll stand through a, a Tzilu Lishloma Medina with respect and, right. and understanding. And, and I think that that is, is a real model, uh, you know, for, for many communities. Right. The difference, of course, is that you offer those Tzilus, and the people can choose to, you know, say them or not say them. They're standing there respectfully. Other places don't. But, you know, that's, every community is made up of, uh, of different parts, and that's, right. that's extremely important. Rabbi Yaakov Glasser. Rabbi of the Young Israel of Passaic Clifton, we want to wish you Mazel Tov on the groundbreaking today. Mazel Tov to uh, President. Is Scott, Scott's still president, right? Scott, yes, of course. Dr. I, Goldberg is very much still the president. I, I, and 
I want to tell you, he deserves, and his wife, uh, deserves so much of the credit for how far we've come here. I mean, the amount of time and energy uh, that they devote to the shul, no matter what's going on on their professional calendars, which is quite robust, or their personal calendars, which is uh, family commitments and smachot, uh, they are constantly, um, you know, investing themselves and their resources in the growth of the shul. And, you know, anyone who's ever been involved in a project like this knows that there are ups and downs. And I would not have gotten through the ups without Scott Goldberg, and I would not have gotten through the downs without right, Scott absolutely. Goldberg. And, and uh, real yashikach to him. And, and today's event is certainly uh, a testament to his hard work and his vision and uh, all that he brings to our shul. First anticipated tefillah in the new building? Um, look, they're saying that uh, Emir Tzashem could be done uh, within probably within a year, wow. by but, uh, you know, we're not, we're not uh, in charge of the weather, right, as we of know. Um, all we know is that there'll be good weather, Cholomoy Pesach, for right. Great Adventure, uh, <laughs> that we dive very hard for. So, but, so it's... Uh, you know, we're not in charge of, of lots of things, as, as we have found out in this campaign. Uh, so with patience and with uh, persistence, we're going to put this building up. Absolutely. We do it in nine months, we do it in nine months. If it takes a little bit longer, it'll take a little bit longer, sure. but uh, we're going to get it done. So it's possible, uh, Rosh Hashanah 5775. It is possible. Excellent. Mazel Tov again, everybody. Uh, today is the uh, groundbreaking at 1.30 uh, in front of the uh, it's 200 Brook Avenue, which is where the uh, former building existed. Groundbreaking today, 1.30. And uh, again, we wish you and everybody at the Young Israel Pasei Clifton a hearty Mazel Tov. Thank you so much, Matis. It means a lot to, for you to have us on. And uh, we look forward to seeing you later today. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you, Rabbi Glasser. We're going to be joining. Uh, we're going to be joined by Elliot Weiselberg shortly. Let's go to some music. Here is the Toronto Boys Choir with Baruch Haba on JM Sunday. <laughs>
Baruch by the one and only Shlomo Kalbach here on JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you, just about 8.40 in the morning, here on the third day in the month of November, 2013, 30th day in the uh, month of Cheshvan, 5774, Rosh Chodesh Kislev today and tomorrow, and of course the holiday of Hanukkah coming up very, very soon. Well, on the Nachum Siegel Network, we always have great programming, of course. Yeah, I'll include J.M. Sunday also. <laughs> but we have great programming, and uh, this year it's the second season of the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, without a doubt, the um, the entire network has grown tremendously. Uh, of course, the uh, flagship show, J.M. and the A.M., and uh, that Nachum Siegel hosts, and of course with all the work that Nachum is doing and the work that Miriam El Wallach, as general manager, has put into the uh, has put into the network, the network continues to grow. And tonight at 7 p.m., a new show will be debuting on the network. And uh, for now, it's called the Yeshiva League Sports. It's on the Nachum Siegel Network. And the host of that show joins me now on JM Sunday. Elliot Weisselberg, welcome to JM Sunday. Good Great, great. How are you this morning? Awake. Awake. And now, I will bet that you, and I, I won't bet it because I asked you if it was true, mm-hmm. you were actually awake to watch the clocks change back an hour. Oh, yeah. Last night was a very, very interesting sports night, so I was up all night watching it. Ah, okay. Very good. Now, those are the general sports, not not necessarily the sports you'll be uh, reporting on tonight, correct? Oh, no. No, no, no. There will be some action from late night last night oh. down in Memphis. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to recap that later with my first guest, uh, Josh Kahane, the director of the Cooper Memphis Invitational Basketball Tournament. Okay, so this is going to be, first of all, let, let's get the, the, the facts. 7 o'clock p.m. tonight, It'll be the show is going to be on for how long? show should be on for about an hour. I uh, I think I have enough material to stretch it out to that full hour, but uh, there's a lot more that I will not be covering tonight that I wish I could. Of course. But an hour seems to be about the uh, about the stretch, 7 to 8 o'clock. Great. And it will encore on Tuesday at uh, also at 7 p.m.? Correct. Okay, great. So people will be able to hear it tonight, first run, and then on Tuesday. Uh, before I forget, how can people, coaches around the uh, area, uh, get in touch with you if they want their uh, team scores listed. Are you going to be doing those type of things too? Absolutely. It's, it really is going to be about about the games, the kids, the recapping the games that have happened. So that's basically what we're going to be doing. So I'm hoping coaches will get in contact with me. And what's uh, the best way? Me, yeah. They can reach me either by email. My, I have an email set up specifically for it. It's uh, ylswiseguy. Uh, Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y at gmail.com. I also have a Twitter handle, the same exact name, Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y, wise guy. Okay, great. And you'll be mentioning that, of course, on the show uh, tonight. So you have a, a passion for sports, for sure. You love sports. You're a coach also. What do you coach? Right now, I, ha- I am a coach of three hockey teams, three teams in the Yeshiva Hockey League. I am the assistant coach at Yeshiva Flatbush, JV, and Varsity. And I am also the co-coach at Yeshiva Hartora Junior High School hockey team. Well, are they in the same league? No. Well, <laughs> same league, yeah. Three different age groups. The junior high team is from is 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. The JV team is ninth and 10th grade. And the varsity team is 11th and 12th. So let's hope they never have to face each other. Right, to, to use a different uh, sports uh, uh, comment, you're covering the bases. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, as you said, I have a... Passion for sports, passion for hockey, passion for coaching in general. It's uh, 
It's something that I have loved doing for the last nine years, and it's sort of exploded into the entire uh, being around the entire league and just being immersing myself in what's going on. And certainly, you see the effect that uh, sports can have on youngsters uh, in terms of their maturation and their responsibility, and uh, how it helps them in life in general. Absolutely, as a coach, the uh, the the impact that a coach, a person, a sport can have on a young individual really does shape who they are for uh, really the better part of their life. Sports has, has the power to change moods, to change, to change lives. Uh, you, you hear stories every day about people who have come off the streets because of sports and have, have uh, re-energized their lives because they got involved in a sport because of a coach or because of, an, you know, because of the sport. Right, they're able to find something to to sink their teeth into and to focus on and to achieve. Uh, in uh, that is uh, more of a uh, a better way than, like you said, being on the streets. Uh, right. People like me who you know were never into sports, but I enjoy watching games, and whatnot, and I don't know that much about uh, sports. It's it's good though. It's nice to watch these games and to uh, I would encourage people always to go to games for their schools, even if they're children aren't in it because it just shows tremendous support from the community absolutely i think that's partially what well partially mostly what this show is going to be about it's, to, it's going to be about shining the spotlight on the accomplishments of these kids many of whom are doing it as their first form of participation in the sport you know i want i want and i hope that these kids get the recognition they deserve for doing something they love they- and that's Partially what this show, uh, partially mostly what this show is going to be about, highlighting the kids and their accomplishments. Right now, the Cooper Invitational Basketball Tournament that you're going to be discussing today with your first guest uh, is a is that a, um, a a Jewish tournament per se, or what does yes, it include? Yes, it is. It huh. is. Uh, it is. Give me a second. Yes, it is fully Jewish. It is 16 teams from across the nation. Um, four of which are from our Yeshiva League. There are a couple of teams from California, uh, a couple of teams from, uh, from, Atla- uh, team from Atlanta. It's run by, uh, by, uh, the, by the Cooper School in Memphis. Ah, okay. Uh, is that new, or has this been uh, on for a while, this tournament? Uh, I believe it's been running since 2007. Wow. So this would be, it's, I believe it's seventh, or I believe it's seventh uh, consecutive year in running. Very interesting. Uh, the... Uh, uh, you know, again, uh, background when I went to high school, there were just the local yeshiva league here, and uh, nothing national like this. And now, um, I guess it's certainly easier to get around, and it's very exciting. It must be tremendously exciting for students from different parts of the country and different uh, uh, areas uh, just coming together like this. I'm sure they form friendships and continue after this. Well, the popularity sort of exploded with the Sarachek tournament that happens at uh, YU at the end of every season. You know, that that expanded very rapidly and so with that people started realizing you know what we can get together you know it, it could be a weekend it could be a shabbos what they do is they run this this tournament the cooper tournament thursday to sunday they have a shabbos in between where all the kids are together for one shabbos and so they get to mix and mingle and talk to each other and create friendships as you just said so in and of itself they're using sports to also do something very powerful in judaism and that's a great thing and i look forward to talking to mr kane about that later right absolutely so now in addition to this you're going to be having a a weekly roundup of the sports uh, scores from the different teams. You're going to try and include everything that you can, or you're going to do different things each week. You know, in terms of the sports, hockey, baseball, or whatever there is. Well, 
obviously the main sport, well, I can't say main sports because I don't want to offend several of the listeners, <laughs> right. but the, the key sports from the league for the last while have been hockey and basketball. Okay. So that's going to be, that's going to be there. I want to, and I hope to try to, to, to get the information from other leagues, uh, volleyball, baseball, softball, uh, what am I forgetting, tennis, Right. Uh, soccer. When all these when all these sports are in season, I want to have the beat on them. I want people to say, "Hey, Elliot, here here's a score that we had that we did today. Here's a here's a soccer uh, result. Here's a here's a tennis result." And I want to be able to highlight that. And like I said, this is I want to be able to put out what these kids do for everybody to see because this is it's a great thing what they sure. do. It, it's, and it's great for them and I hope that they get the chance to enjoy their accomplishments. Elliot Weiselberg is uh, my guest here this morning on James Sunday. Uh, you are starting a brand new show on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com, tonight at 7 p.m., Yeshiva League Sports. The way to get in touch with you is Y-L-S, Wise Guy, that's W-E-I-S-G-U-Y, at gmail.com, so it's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y at gmail.com. We're going to have to get a new uh, easier email, I think. <laughs> to get that up. But uh, how about sports at NachumSiegel.com? Maybe we could do that. We'll, we'll ask Miriam about that. We'll ask. We'll ask. I haven't, uh, I haven't been graced with one yet, uh-huh. but uh, I've been hoping soon. So if that happens, then, uh, then we'll... Update everybody on that. Right, right. Uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll check with her today. Maybe by the time you're on tonight, uh, something can be set up there. Uh, we're, everybody's looking forward to it. And again, even even people like me who are not into sports, I do know you might be impressed. I do know that last week's uh, um, what is it, the Miami game, Miami football game, uh, mm-hmm. the win was uh, by a safety in overtime, which is only the third time it's ever happened, I believe. Yes. So, see, I knew great that. Call. I watched that. I got, yeah, it was a great call. Uh, and, uh, so there's some things I know. It, luckily in, uh, Yeshiva League sports, although it's very serious, you, you don't have the, um, uh, you, you don't have those, I guess the, uh, I, I don't want to say importance, but you don't, you don't have attached to it, uh, the pressures as much as you do in, in the professional sports, of course. But it, it, there certainly is a, a pressure. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about this notion that some teams and some sports should not have, uh, uh, sh- should not worry about who wins, who loses? There shouldn't be, some places say there shouldn't even be scores, it, it, not to make kids feel bad. Is that, what do you feel about that whole thing? Well, as, as a coach, my competitive spirit says, you know what, there are sports, in its inherent sense, uh, yields a a team that has a win and a team that has a loss. So I don't think it's really easy to to talk about something like that. Um, but when in terms in terms of my feeling, I think that at a young level, maybe it's not important to focus on the competition as much as the growing in the in the developmental sense of the game. As they get older, though. It's it's something that they should feel is an, as an accomplishment as opposed to as opposed to an enemy. You know the fact that there is a score, the fact that there is a winner and a loser. That it shows what they've accomplished to that point, as opposed to as opposed to a demeaning or deriding aspect in some term. In other words, if a team wins, you know, three two in a hockey game, obviously you, you look at it and say, wow, that was a good game, it was a close game. 
And you know, if a team wins nine nothing, or a team loses nine nothing, you say, "Well, wow, what what happened with the score there?" But the point is to focus on the participation and focus on the development at all levels, so that even though that even though that score is there, it doesn't define who the individual is. Right. Part exactly. of what we're about tonight is it's about, like I said, about the participation. The uh, the, the my line is my. My, my push really is that it's not whether you want to lose, but that you play the game. Right, 100%. You know, I have it on good authority, by the way, Elliot, that um, people will be able to reach you at um, Elliot at NachumSiegel.com. E-L-L-I-O-T. Thank you. Now, Thank I, you. I, I, I think that... Or Miriam, whoever that was, that would be awesome. I'll take that from Miriam L. Wallach, our general manager. Uh, it'll be effective uh, tonight. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be... I don't know if it's right this minute, but it'll be effective uh, tonight, when you hopefully when you start the show, so you can announce that. Uh, and uh, it's Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T, at NachumSiegel.com. We wish you good luck with the program tonight, and... Uh, for uh, for I, I guess it'll still be seasonal, perhaps. Although there are summer sports, you could do uh, camp sports. I don't know. We'll see what happens, right? We have not we have not talked about anything beyond the school year. Although I do run the uh, the summer Como camp league, so if there's a uh, if there's a need for updates in that, I can possibly slip that in here and there. Excellent, Elliot Weisberg. Thank you so much for joining me this morning on JM Sunday. We look forward to listening to you tonight at the Shiva League Sports on the network at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks and have Thanks. a great day. Thank you so much, Matas. Have a good day. You're welcome. That is uh, something to look forward to as the network continues to grow and expand. It's really phenomenal. The uh, new programs that are on. Uh, go to NahumSiegel.com. You'll be able to see the full schedule, and uh, we just keep uh, adding shows weekly, it seems. So keep uh, keep going with that. A little more music before we end the show. Here is uh, the Yeshiva Boys Choir with Ma'ashiv right here on JM Sunday. Na, 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 na.
That was uh, music by Yeshiva Boys Choir, Mashiv, here on a Rosh Chodesh morning. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. My thanks to the guests that I had on this morning, Rabbi Yaakov Glasser. He will be um, at the, of course, at the uh, groundbreaking for the Young Israel Pesach Clifton in uh, Pesach, New Jersey, 1.30 today. He's the rabbi of the Young Israel Pesach Clifton. My thanks also to Elliot Weisselberg, who is hosting the uh, brand-new program on the stream, Yeshiva League Sports. That'll be tonight, debuting at 7 p.m. on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. So we thank him, uh, and we thank both of them for joining me this morning. And uh, that's it for today, wrapping up another great edition of JM Sunday. We'll be back here tomorrow, uh, next Sunday morning, rather. Tomorrow morning, starting at 6 a.m., Nachum Siegel with JM in the AM at uh, 91.1 in the FM dial. And, of course, on the stream, JM in the AM.org. Have a great Rosh Kodesh today and tomorrow, everyone. We'll see you next week back here on JM Sunday.